The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. We're going to be talking about how Microsoft is going to give users the capability to purchase apps in Microsoft Teams in the store. Also, Forms Word Cloud option in Teams meetings that you're performing. And then how Insights in Microsoft 365 is now becoming Microsoft Viva. Woohoo! Hello, everyone. Hello, Daryl. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you, Daniel. Um, uh, lockdown yep. level four still here in Auckland, but uh, we're keeping ourselves entertained and uh, and thankful that, you know, well, <laughs> it's just eerily quiet here in Auckland. So it's a, a nice kind mm -hmm. of peaceful level of noise. Yes. Um, that's something came to mind and I'll I'll tell you later. Um, but uh, <laughs> not, kind not of funny. For the show. Anyway. <laughs> Not well, no, okay, no, okay. no, not really. All right. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you in America or America, for those that uh, actually live here, I guess, no, nah, uh, for the United States is having a holiday today. It is uh, where most people have taken off the day, but I'm here with you because I cherish the time together with Daryl and with our audience. So let's jump right into it with our first message. Our first message is Forms Word Cloud Poll for Teams Meeting, MC282180. I think we, most of us know what a word cloud is, but we're, this new option is going to bring us that option when we're doing a poll in Teams showing the answer in a word cloud. This is rolling out late September and be fully completed by early October. And Daryl's showing that on the screen there. It's pretty spiffy. It's ex exactly what you would expect in a word cloud. Uh, but, you know, the users see that before they enter in their answer to the poll just to see how things are going. Now, uh, I'll tell you something here in a second, my opinion on this, but um, get the, the, um, Message here gives, you know, uh, how you do this and the options um, and how that experience is happening for attendees as well as the poll owner. Um, so as well as that screenshot that Daryl was showing there, uh, I definitely want to tell your users about this. I think, it, although maybe uh, as, as far as doing polls, maybe something that you actually just need to do anyway, because um, people find polls and doing those uh, pretty easily in Teams meetings. Um, one thing about this, though, is, uh, and this is in polls in general, but in my opinion, I don't know how you feel about this, Daryl, but it's very, I don't know, it's kind of leading when I'm seeing this word cloud and there's this word that's big in the middle and I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of might be my answer and I'll type that in because it's the most popular one. You know, I want to be in the popular Um So I, I, I get the... My initial feeling is, ah, man, I wish I wish I didn't get to see that before I answered. Um, but maybe maybe this is saying that you know you can add additional poll answers. I don't know. Um, maybe that screenshot is just pieced together. I still don't know. But what do you think? Do you think that's the way it's going to be? You're going to be able to see the word cloud before you're answering. I uh, I would hope that it's it's about just answer and then you see the results. 
um, and that they are live results, so they'll continue to update as as people add them. But once you've voted, you've voted. Um, you're right. Like a, it's a bit like a compounding effect. Maybe they'll only end up being two words if you see those words and you go, "Yeah, I'm going to vote for perfect as well." Yep. So, uh, like I said, rolling out soon. I like it, uh, and uh, I hope you do too. Give us some feedback. You know, respond in the comments below, or if you're listening to the podcast, hit us up on the socials, and we're at at three six five MCS everywhere. So hit us up on the Insta, on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Hit us all. Hit us up and let us know what you think about that and and how you feel. And and if you're in chat right now, throw. Tell us what you think in chat and live in the meeting or in and the uh, broadcast in YouTube. Word cloud there, Daniel. That's yeah. right. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. So let's stay let's stay in forms world, Daryl, for the next message. Yeah, this one uh, is more about helping you manage those forms and uh, and organize the forms and quizzes. So this is MC two eight two seven eight three. This is. Um, Look, I don't often use forms um, throughout the things that I do at work. And so I took a fresh look at this and, and also just a fresh, uh, you might say, critique and closer look at what we can do in forms. And today, uh, when you do create a form, it just becomes a pile of forms. They're your forms. Um, you can see them in the order that you created them. Um, you can see recent forms. You can pin them. Um, you can search a list. It's actually called a filter, but it's not really a filter. It's a search. <laughs> I can I can see the forms that I've created in a list view rather than tile. Again, the columns are there, and I can't do anything to filter or sort them. So this is a welcome change. Um, oh, there are forms too that I can see and create um, that belong to a group, not just me, but I share them with a, a team or a Microsoft 365 group. And so with all of those scenarios there, what I can do and see with forms, um, there isn't really a great way for me to organize them. I can search for them, but I can't really put them in different places, apart from move them around, move them from maybe a, one group to another or from the personal forms that I have. Um, so this is about creating collections. Um, and we know that we understand what collections are. They... Um, let's just bring this up on screen and bring Daniel back as well. Um, we have, just blow this up a bit. Uh, they are, I guess, containers. You can move your form into a collection. And the example we see on the screen there, Daniel, is quite appropriate for the US and perhaps the Northern Hemisphere, isn't it? What's happening at the moment? Um. What's happening at the moment, other than school? Yeah, yeah. Well, people have returned to school, and ah, I'm like, <laughs> uh, what is happening at the moment? Uh, yes, classes. So I think, like, you know, as you're talking through this, having classes and being able to organize—that's one way that people may be wanting to organize their quizzes yeah. and polls, or I'm sorry, and forms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a class will often cover things and, and topics, and you might want to bring them together. Uh, perhaps in the, the corporate sense, uh, you have a recurring form that you um, often put out at certain periods and you might want to keep those all together in a collection. Um, so that's the, the message in terms of functionality. I'm not quite sure if you can organize forms into collections within a 
Microsoft 365 group or a team. Uh, I only see here the, that it's for my forms and not my shared forms or team forms. Um, but that's, yeah, that's interesting. Um, so going back to, uh, the, there's a mobile view for it. So that's, that's good. Um, good to see some consistency in that experience. And it's going to be rolling out to standard release in late September and uh, expect to be complete in November. So that's quite an interesting span. Um, and government will begin to see that early November and be complete late November. Um, yeah, there's not too much more to add to that. I, I think it's a, a good, good to see some attention being given to forms because it could be quite powerful, but you know when you do have a lot of them being created, you will want to organize them so that you can easily retrieve that information in the in the future as well. I'm all for organization. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, Daniel, our next one, uh, our next message. Uh, we, we're turning to Viva this time. Yeah, this one is insights in Microsoft 365 to become part of Microsoft Viva, MC282. Five, four, five. And it says in the coming months, those productivity, those personal productivity and well-being insights that you may be currently getting via digest emails of my analytics are going to become Viva, Microsoft Viva. So uh, this will be starting in September. So here we are uh, in for targeted release and expected to be completed by the end of November for standard release. And there's some details here in the message about what this means. And really, I want people to understand, when I first saw this, before I read any details, I thought, okay, what are the licensing implications? And just from what we're seeing and what we know here, this isn't a licensing change. This is really a name change. This is really taking what we knew of Viva Insights um, that it was going to cover some of these capabilities as talked about in announcements and such from Microsoft, that what was going to happen with my analytics, for instance, what was, and here we see it's, it's being rebranded, I guess, to be Viva, right? Um, I mean, that's, that's in effect, mm -hmm. what's going to happen. Now, there's going to be some changes, uh, you want to make sure you read this, things like, and renaming Microsoft Viva Insights is formally my analytics is, uh, and you're gonna see those in the admin center. Uh, also the retitled um, Viva Insights app, um, it, there'll be a Viva Insights app in Teams, of course, but um, the Insights Outlook add-in uh, will be renamed. So just know that this is happening um, there's going to be a monthly digest uh, for Microsoft Viva. Uh, it'll have that new subject of your monthly digest to kind of coincide with that daily briefing that you maybe have uh, been receiving as part of your My Analytics. So, Daryl, what do you think about this? Am, am I right? This is this is rebranding this a little bit, kind of getting things maybe fashioned up and in, mm. in in line with with uh, Viva Insights. Yeah, it's exactly that. It, it is uh, a name change, but they're calling out all the different places that you'll see that change. 
and where that name change might impact some of the ways that you've set up access to things like that. I mean, I don't know if people still pinhole certain addresses through firewalls or content management um, through through the internet, but you know it's now going to be insights.viva.office.com, which is there's quite a few extensions there on the domain name. Um, yeah, just a name change, and uh, you know it's yeah. all falling in line with everything else that's coming out with Viva over the next six to twelve months. That's right. So let's stay in Teams. See how I did that with the with the Viva. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> tell us about purchasing apps, Daryl, in Teams. Yeah, this uh, this is interesting. Um, oh, there it is. There's our message. Um, enabling Teams users to purchase app subscriptions through Teams that the Teams app store, MC two eight two nine eight nine. Look. Is this Microsoft trying to create a uh, app store like we see for Google and for Apple in Teams? Uh, perhaps. Um, <laughs> and they've got their Windows store as well. So we've got stores everywhere. But today we do have apps in, in Teams and we're going to take a, an example, look at an example soon. Um, but one, one thing that you do find at the moment, which is kind of a restriction or a bit jarring, is that you go to get an app and maybe you need to have a subscription attached to it. Now, in Build, at Build this year, they announced the um, this very feature. I think I had that here somewhere. There it is. Uh, you have the direct purchase and invoice billing for Teams Admin Center coming soon. So this will mean that you could uh, purchase an app and then you'll be able to uh, make that available and uh, being able to have that consolidated bill, um, billing too. Um, so just a bit, bit back to that message before we um, take a closer look at an example. Um, we've got, yeah, so users today can, can find and install third-party apps, uh, but they might have to purchase that subscription separately, and it's, it's kind of a separate thing, takes you out of the flow. Uh, so this actually opens up a few um, more possibilities for developers where uh, you're wanting to get people in that that um, zone where they uh, are already looking for something that is going to meet their productivity needs and you can capture that purchase flow. So, okay, well, this looks good for our team. Uh, maybe the developers set this up so that there's a trial involved and then you can go mm -hmm. through and, and purchase that. And then the convenience of, well, what does that purchase look like? Is it uh, I put my credit card down as a manager and I have to um, you know, add that to an expense claim? Or can I get permission from somewhere further up and actually just have it added to our Microsoft 365 uh, invoice at the end of the month? Um, what do you think, Daniel, as I switch over to showing us an example of what this might look like? Yeah, I, I think this is something that we should have seen coming uh, and and is something that you know people should not be surprised by this uh the whole idea of capturing people where they are and making sure that they can get from point a of discovery to point b of using it in the same kind of screen and and purchasing and all of that i think is very important if you think about app stores on your phone for instance you know i have an iphone so i uh, when I go to an app and I say, oh, I want that, and it has a subscription, 
then it's directly tied into the store, you know, and, and it bills through the store. They have my credit card, uh, you know, so I just say, yes, I want mm -hmm. that. And it's, it's a security in knowing that, you know, I'm not having to share my credit card with this third party. Um, and, and so in teams, I'm not saying that's exactly how it's going to happen here, but having that capturing the user and enabling them to start using the app is very important in the flow. And I think really there's several things that kind of made it the SharePoint store go, um, it, well, they didn't go, it, it just, it just was very, it was heavily underused. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was one is that you could go in and get trials, but then it was, okay, you got to purchase this thing and you got to do this other thing. And it, you just had to do other steps outside of the store. Mm. So I think it's, I think it's good it's, it's to, actually quite top to enable that. If I, if I just yeah. thinking about this now, um, current events around um, certain providers of apps within the Apple store that uh, were being excluded from the store or put um, restrictions on them because Apple wanted to have a certain percentage of, of that take. And yeah. Microsoft are being quite open about um, how they're approaching it. And it's, it's about just trying to bring that in line, even for that teams and collaboration experience. Yeah, I, I expect Microsoft to not be heavy handed here in dealing with app providers. They want to build the ecosystem. I think they've learned from the whole experiences uh, from Windows Store as well um, as other store experiences that they had. Uh, you know, they're not going to be heavy handed here. So, so an example of um, some apps that we're seeing, of course, um, you've got tons of them now. There are, there are a lot in there, a lot of um, amazing third-party providers. But one that I'd found as a way of explaining this, uh, so one here by Sideways 6. Now, this is an app where you're able to uh, run campaigns to crowdsource for ideas and get your organization to vote on those ideas and then turn that into a team so that you can make those ideas and bring them to uh, reality. But you do need to um, have an active Sideways 6 license to be able to make uh, to use this app if you bring it in. Um, so that's what it's about, trying to say, well, let's, let's try this thing out, and then after a trial or um, you know, we can purchase this, then it's going to be available, um, and the purchasing flow will be easier. Look, one thing that I do want to say, Daniel, as we sort of wrap this one up, um, is that what about these apps which are more about personal productivity? Would you put your credit card in to pay for an app that is then tied to your organization's Microsoft Teams? And, um, you know, if you, if you moved on, then can you take that with you? Um, maybe is my answer. It depends, Daryl. Um, the, I think if, you know, you're using a company credit card, it's different than if it's a personal credit card. Uh, if it's a license that you can take with you, then yes, I would, if I wanted it, then I would do that. But if it's something where I think people, some people will just do it and won't think about it that way. I've signed up for it. Now I've left and they won't remember that they're still paying for something that's tied to a tenant of their old company. And um, so 
I think there's some stuff to be worked out there. Mm. Um, uh, but I, I think it should not stop users from doing it. Mm. M- will it? Maybe. But I don't think it should. Mm. Well, the timing for this, uh, we should be seeing it quite soon, early October, and complete uh, by late October. And let's see how it plays out. Let's see what third parties, uh, um, how they change the way that their app is presented and, and the different mechanisms for being able to purchase the subscription or the app itself. We're into quick mentions now, Daniel. Um, so, Yes, let's quickly uh, do it. So the next one is, uh, this is SharePoint Channel Sites. Temporary Permissions Editing. MC two eight two four eight one uh, four eight zero, and I think this one is this one got hairy <laughs> a few months back when we were talking about permissions being turned off basically in SharePoint for SharePoint sites that are tied to channel in Teams channel sites, and it was really what was happening in the background was Teams was syncing those permissions back to SharePoint over top of permissions that people are putting in there. And so Microsoft said, hey, let's just disable that SharePoint uh, permissions editing for the site because we're overriding it anyway. So that's great. And we talked about this and the message really got, it got updated a couple times and, but we got it. Well, now uh, for this message, they're allowing to uh, team owners to uh, go back and kind of adjust to the way this is gonna work and go back into SharePoint and be able to adjust those permissions or take note of those permissions, site permissions, and so they can reflect it in the team. So they're going to temporarily not do what they said they were gonna do, which was hide all of the ways that you could get to permissions. Uh, and it'll be mid to late September until you, you can keep doing it until then. Then they're going to post another message in the message center saying, hey, we're, the window is closing and we're actually going to start enforcing this. So um, I'm not sure about the way this is all being communicated, but um, you know, this is yet another message. And then there's, I guess, gonna be yet another message saying when you're gonna be able, when it's actually gonna be enforced. Uh, just know that, remember, do all your permissions management for SharePoint sites that are tied to Teams in Teams uh, for the site level. Of course, you can share content on those sites individually. Uh, you can go in there and change permissions on libraries, but you can't, you're not gonna be able to do those permissions in the site. So they're just putting a pause on it for right now. Don't know why, and frankly, I mean, it's one of those where I'm kind of, and I don't know anything about this, but I'm kind of figuring there's some sort of large organization or five that said, hey, Microsoft, we need you to hold off on this. And they said, okay, we will. So mm. that that's just a guess. I don't know anything. All right, Daryl, two by two. Two by two. Hit us. Yeah, uh, this is the two by two gallery that we have seen in uh, for Microsoft Teams meetings in like a Windows desktop, on Chrome, on Edge. Um, so now it's going to be available in Safari browsers. Uh, this is MC282167, uh, and Apple owners will be uh, happy to hear this. Um, so Safari browsers, I'm, I'm picking that it's for Mac, uh, maybe from iPad. I don't know if you do two by two in a phone, 
you know, when you're getting into iOS and phone and iPad OS, you probably would just use the Teams app. Uh, but this is good to see it uh, available on Safari. Uh, this is going to bring, it's going to be available first week of September, so that's now coming and expect to be completed mid-September. So you're probably already starting to see it and, um, and happy to use it. Um, last message, Daniel. Uh, tell me about this yeah. feature that's still reasonably restricted around the world. <laughs> yeah, before I get to the last message, I will say, everyone, make sure that you uh, pound the like, the thumbs up button, that you kick the subscribe button below uh, in YouTube, and you hit the little, you just tinkle ding ling link, you know, the uh, bell, so that you get a reminder of when we go live. Uh, and if you're on other socials, make sure you follow us. And on the podcast, please, please go ahead and share the podcast. There's a share button there. Just share it out to the world so we can bring more people in that so they know what's going on. So the last message here is play my emails. Spotlight MC2827. Four. Uh, this is play my emails as Daryl was mentioning is sort of restricted now by country. It's meaning it's not rolled out to the entire world, unfortunately, but it is actually a pretty cool tool. Whenever I connect to a Bluetooth device on my phone, uh, whether it's my, my car or a Bluetooth headset, I and I go into Outlook, it has a banner at the bottom saying play my emails and I can click it or and it'll start playing that over that Bluetooth device. It's pretty sweet. So what this is, and this is rolling out uh, soon, this and it's rolling out default on uh, with instructions on how to turn it off, but it is going to analyze your emails and understand where there may be some tasks uh, or some action that you may need to do. And it's going to, it may, um, it'll play those first, may. So the way this is tied, the way this is talking about is, it's very interesting because it says may, um, it, it, so it's okay, may, uh, may as in might, um, on occasion, experience this where emails that may require the user to take action will be played first. I, I actually like this and I, I'm getting more and more uh, help from Outlook saying, hey, you, you had an email yesterday where, you know, you said, I'll do this. Is this a task? And you go, yes, that's a task. Thank you for reminding me. You know, stuff like that to where I, things don't fall through the cracks. Love it. So this the only thing I don't like about this is it's not predictable, mm. <laughs> really. I mean, you're not going to be able to say, oh, um, these types of emails are always going to be played first. It, there, it says may twice here. Yeah. Um, so it may it, do it this. It may detect in the language of the email that that is probably an email that should be actioned before everything else. Or it may not. Right. Right. Just don't rely on it, but when it does happen, you're going to be so excited. Yeah, check everything anyway. Look, can, can we liken that to um, focused versus um, other email? That yeah, um, that takes yeah. a little bit of training sometimes. Oh, most certainly because people stay in focused, and it's like uh, you got to remember there's that's only a view of your inbox, 
And there's another part of your inbox that you're going to need to make sure you're monitoring so that you don't miss emails mm. because that's that's just the computer guessing. And um, <laughs> usually pretty pretty well, but sometimes there's some important emails that get yep. uh, filtered out. So, <laughs> Yeah, so that is this week's episode of the 365 Message Center Show. You can check us out on our website at messagecenter.show. Or on all the socials, as I mentioned before, at 365MCS. We'd love for you to share the show. I had someone ping me this past week saying, hey, I was talking with a customer, and they just talked about how they couldn't keep up with all the messages, and I showed them your show, and they hit the subscribe button right there. Thank you for doing that. Uh, we'll send you a surprise, um, a nice prize in the mail if you do that. Um, so... Um, Make sure you let us know with proof. <laughs> anyway. Are you offering to post stickers out, Daniel, of the show? Um, for every uh, five people that you sign up to that subscribes to our show, I will send you a sticker uh, and I'll pay for it. Now you need to prove it. Yeah. But that experiments that are gone, gone a bit haywire for some that have said free stickers in the past, hasn't it? <laughs> It, it definitely yeah, has. It's a lot at some, some stage. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> cool. Yeah, thanks everyone for joining us week, uh, this week. Uh, enjoy Labor Day US um, and uh, for the rest of the world, uh, let's keep on trucking. Uh, we'll see you again next time. Bye for now.